Welcome to the Inspiring You Show, where we shine a light on healing, whole health in our lives. We believe that in healing your story, you can transform your life. We are here to provide hope, tips, tools, resources, and a community so no one feels alone on this journey called life. I'm Henry, an intuitive empath, mindfulness meditation teacher, dowsing and Reiki master teacher, and energy healer. This, my friends, is a vibrational experience, a remembering of the truth of who we are. The content is light encoded to assist you on your journey if you wish to receive for your highest good. Today's topic is part two of Are You in the Habit of Absorbing Other People's Energy? All right. So if you haven't listened to part one, you may want to listen to part one, but it really doesn't matter. You can still listen to this one as well if you wish to do so. Just check in with yourself on what you need. All right. So just a a reminder of everyone. Energy is the fundamental source that allows you to move through life and realize your full potential. It operates on several layers, including not just the body, also memory, thoughts, beliefs, and feelings. A well-maintained energy field is an essential aspect of keeping balanced and free from disease. Um, So just to also let you know, Energetic boundaries are subtle, invisible, and profoundly felt. And when you lose them, when losing them happens, when you merge with other people's feelings, you can lose all sense of yourself. And that is why then it is important to become responsible for our energy field. So we are going to talk about some, we're going to talk about boundary setting tips and tools that can support you in maintaining your boundaries, your energetic boundaries and remaining energized, calm, grounded, aligned and in abundance. Okay, let's get to it. Number one, if you practice Reiki, as soon as you wake up, turn on Reiki. Reiki has been like my bestie. Uh, Reiki has, has definitely supported me in terms of being an intuitive empath. So when I go out into the world, I ask for support and protection out of a place of love, joy, peace, and harmony for my highest good, not out of fear. Uh, it is out of a space of the energy of love and care for self as well as in terms of the community. So when I go into my local cafe, restaurant, or grocery store, um, even though I turned on Reiki in the morning as soon as I woke up, I re-up the Reiki. I say Reiki on, and then I ask for the non-beneficial energies in the place to be cleared for the highest good. And if I'm conversing with someone and feel dense energies present, I call in the energy of compassion And I send Reiki through my eyes to my energy field. And then I also set an intention silently. If the situation and the person would like to receive Reiki for the highest good, allow them to do so. Understanding that Reiki always respects free will. My job is to manage my energy field, no matter what is going on. That is my job, to manage my energy field So I utilize Reiki and a number of different tools to do so. Okay, so number two, 
mindfully pausing and disengaging energetically from what you're doing. So say if you are in a situation where you're at work and you're in a conference and you can feel like there's a lot of tension and stress in the room and you feel all of a sudden like it's difficult to, um, you can just feel the tension. It feels like it's difficult to breathe. You feel heaviness. It may mean that you're absorbing the tension of the room. So you want to mindfully pause and then disengage energetically from what you're doing. This can be done in a, in a, in a simple way in taking a simple deep breath and saying a word or a phrase or a mantra can really be helpful because essentially what's happening is you're getting caught in the undertow of all these outside energies and they may be almost, it's almost like they're taking you out to sea. So you want to re you want to get yourself regrounded and realigned, which means then you need a way to go back within your own energy field. So the breath is always with you and it's, Definitely number one tool. Um, so you can take a simple deep breath and then using a word or a phrase or a mantra can be really helpful because that can re-sync you back into your own groundedness and space. So I use the words be present, be present. That helps me become aware of coming back into myself and my own energy field. I have a friend who says shift. Another one, another friend says, okay, what's happening? Because that, that what's happening brings this friend back into the point of presence. You know, just check in to see for you what would work. Basically, anything that helps bring you into the present time, into your own body and separate from whatever is that's happening. So the mindfully pausing and disengaging energetically from what you're doing. Because again, you want to utilize the breath and a word or phrase to support you because anything that helps bring you into the present time in your own body and separate you from whatever it is that's happening outside of your energy field. It's almost just, it's, it's kind of like just imagining the ocean and how when high tide comes in and how powerful the ocean can be with high tide where a wave all of a sudden can just you can be standing on the beach and next thing you know you're out to sea and so you want to that's how strong the tide of energies from the outside world can be if 
our energetic field isn't completely protected out of a space of love. And if we do get taken away from the energies in the outside world, having these tools like turning on Reiki and then also number two, mindfully pausing, disengaging energetically from what you're doing to reset, reground and connecting into a mantra phrase or a word to help you rewrite yourself in terms of groundness alignment. It's so it's, it's these, these tools can, I mean, these tools have been like life changing for me. Um, so, okay. Number three, say your name silently to yourself, or if you can out loud to help bring you back into your own experience. And I know this probably sounds like really kind of silly yet. Remember words have a vibration. They have a tone. They have a frequency. So by saying your name silently to yourself or out loud, if you can, it helps you bring you back to your own experience. Um, so say if this, and I've done this several times, like if I'm at a party and I can feel myself um, getting kind of taken away by different energies in the room and I will, I will go and introduce myself to someone and I'll say, oh, I don't think I've met you before. What's your name? And then they'll say your name and I'll say, oh, my name is Henry. And it's so nice to meet you. And, and what's interesting is, you know, a lot of times people become interested in, in the story of my name, especially if, you know, they haven't met me before. They'll be like, Henry. And then I'll say, yes, Henry. And it works out well for me because sometimes I'm able to say my name out loud like three or four times and it really helps me bring myself back into my own experience. Um, so all these, all these people out there who have been asked, who've been curious about my name, they have not realized that in that moment they have been helping me out because again, in terms of being an intuitive empath, uh, you know, you can have you can have porous boundaries, porous energetic boundaries, which it's amazing because of how much you can feel and understand. Yet at the same time, because you have porous boundaries, uh, you need to have a lot of different tools on your tool belt to support you to maintain your own groundedness and not getting caught in the flow of so many different energies around you. So yes, say your name silently to yourself or if you can out loud to help you bring back into your own experience. Okay, number four, be curious and compassionate while shifting from the head to the heart and ask yourself, is this my stuff or someone else's stuff? Is this my emotion? Are these my emotions or someone else's? Is this my challenge, my situation, my problem or someone else's? And then once you've um, discerned whether it's yours or someone else's, the next step is to ask, okay, if not, whose is it? 
And sometimes you'll get the information. I mean, if you're in a um, room full of people, sometimes you'll get the information. Sometimes you won't. Sometimes you don't need to know the information. Um, and then if you are somebody who is also a practitioner or is, you know, or somebody who is a light worker, you can also then the third step of that number four would be to once you figure out whose is it, is there anything for me to do for the highest good? And sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. So number four is be curious and compassionate while shifting from the head to the heart and ask yourself, is this my stuff? Is this, are these my emotions? Is this my challenge or situation or my problem or is it someone else's? And if not, whose is it? That's part two of that. If not, whose is it? Be open to, if it's a, it's a large group of people, be open to who it could potentially be. It could be somebody you don't even know. And number, the third part of this number four would be to ask, is there anything I'm supposed to do? And sometimes there's nothing to do, but you standing in your light and the truth of who you are, that's actually the greatest thing you actually can do. Um, or there could be, there was a time I was in a situation where um, I could feel, um, I could feel sadness. And once I went through the process, like, oh, the, this is not my emotion. Then I was like, whose is it? I was at a, I was at a Starbucks and there was a room full of people, love, room full of strangers. And I saw this, um, this guy in the corner. And as soon as I like, it's just like he lit up. I didn't know him, but it was like he lit up and I was like, oh, this is his sadness. And so I was guided to go and, you know, I had my coffee already and I was guided to go sit next to him. And I also was guided to get, um, get napkins. And so as I was sitting there, all of a sudden I heard a sniffle and, um, he was emotionally upset about something. He was sad about something. And so I was just guided to gently say, are you okay? And he looked at me with tears in his eyes and he had just lost a loved one. And so I said, I'm sorry to hear that. And tears were falling down his face. And so then I said, here, um, I have a napkin if you'd like to have it. And he said, I would, thank you. And, you know, we just had like a moment where I maintained being the light in physical form and staying in compassion and actively listening from compassion. And while he was able to share what he was moving through and, you know, oftentimes when somebody's moving through grief, one of the greatest gifts that you can give them is to sit and listen. And that is what I did. And then afterwards, we said goodbye. And I walked out and I felt 
because I was in the energy of compassion, I didn't take on the suffering. So I felt really grounded, aligned, and I also had really shifted in terms of my heart. I, was, I felt more expanded in my heart because you're having that connection with another human where it's this, this real connection. And um, yeah, so that's why being curious and really f asking like what's really happening here. Um, and so that's number four. Number five. Okay, mindfully labeling. Mindfully labeling. You want to work to name what happened or what is happening. For example, you know, you can, if you just walk into an event and there's a lot of tension or to a meeting where there's a lot of tension, you can, you know, okay, I just walked into this room. And then label what's happening. There's a lot of tension in this room. There's a lot of tension. This is a tension-filled meeting. And once you acknowledge it to mindfully label it, then you can, you know, once again, clear yourself from the collective in that experience to maintain your healthy energetic boundaries and shift into the energy of compassion, which energy compassion is a higher energy frequency, and then have that tension deflect off of you so that way you're not absorbing it. Okay, so number six. Okay, so if you really are merging with someone and you're finding it difficult to differentiate what's yours, what's theirs, name five differences between you and the other person or the other people you're with. For example, you know, if you're wearing blue and no one else at the table is wearing blue, then I'm wearing blue. I'm wearing blue. If you have, if you have your dog with you and no one else at the table has their dog with them, I'm with my dog. I'm with my dog. If you're wearing shoes and everyone else is, they're all wearing sneakers. I'm wearing shoes. I'm wearing shoes. If you have, if you have brown hair and no one else at the table has brown hair. I have brown hair. I have brown hair. I have brown hair. This will further help separate you from the person or the people that you may be merging with. And I always say things three times, you know, like I'm wearing blue, I'm wearing blue, I'm wearing blue. And so that's one of the things that I do. It helps me. It's a tool for me. Um, but naming five differences between you and the other people you're with will really further help you separate from the people or the person that you might be merging with. Alrighty, number seven, people, people. It is okay to walk away. It is okay to walk away. 
So let's say that you are speaking to somebody at an event and your energy starts to feel wobbly. You are getting the wobbly woes like, whoa, you kind of feel like you're being zapped or maybe all of a sudden you feel tired. My friends, please do not hesitate to politely excuse yourself. And I'll say again, politely excuse yourself. You will want to move outside the range of this person's energy field. So you'll want to politely excuse yourself and move outside the range of this person's energy field. And here's how to tell if you are potentially being zapped. If you receive immediate relief after walking far enough distance from that person's energy field, then you have your answer. So something else that we just want to talk about is many people, they just aren't conscious how their energy can affect others. That is why also staying in compassion is really important because most people are just unconscious of what's really happening. And so I hear, you know, I'll, I'll hear my clients or sometimes I'll read on social media when people are talking about energy vampires, energy vampires, people who feed off your energy to compensate for a lack of their own they aren't generally intending to sap you. They, they're just unconsciously maybe doing it out of a habit or pattern. So I would say, you know, reframing maybe how you're seeing it. Because even energy vampires, people who feed off your energy to compensate for lack of their own, lack of their own energy, aren't generally intending to zap you. Yet they may be unconsciously doing so out of a habit or pattern. So staying in compassion because there's so, I mean, because being human, it just can be complicated. It can be complicated, people. If your energy does get zapped, it may mean you have a possible energy tear in your field that is allowing some energy leakage or spillage to affect your inner layers of your energy field. That is why maintaining your energetic boundaries is important because you could have energy vampires all around you. And if your energetic boundaries are intact or if you have all these different tools that you're aware of how to use, you'll understand, you know, what you need to do and you will possibly won't let yourself get completely zapped or depleted. So if your energy does get zapped, again, it may mean you have a possible energy tear in your field that is allowing some energy leakage or spillage to affect your inner layers of your energy field. Or... Or there could be some kind of beliefs that you are here to help others and which that is so incredibly nice. But you could have a belief that you're here to help others and it's better to give than receive. And so 
that belief can be triggered in an unconscious way. So for example, you're somewhere, you're at an event, or you're out to lunch with a friend. And if someone is suffering and they're in need of an energy boost, so if someone is suffering and in need of an energy boost, you may unknowingly grant access to your energy to help them out because there are these beliefs that it's better to give than receive. It's better to help others out first than yourself. So meanwhile, then, this can cause depletion for you. And you can then end up walking away feeling exhausted and not understanding what happened. Again, you have free will over your energy field. And you also have access to more energy through your breath. Life force energy. So whenever possible... If your well-being feels wobbly with an individual or group, allow yourself to exit sooner than later. And also, too, I encourage you to see what, what are your beliefs. Do you have any beliefs or patterns relating to it's better to give than receive, I'm here to help people, because if you have this, then unconsciously, again, if someone is suffering and they're in need of an energy boost, you may unknowingly grant access to your energy, to your energy field to help them out. Because there are these beliefs that may unknowingly grant access to your energy to help them out, which then can cause you potential depletion. And so... You can then end up walking away, feeling exhausted, not understanding what happened. Yeah, so what can happen too is, so say if you're, an example is if you're, if you're in an event and there is somebody who will just say that somebody who is like an energy vampire who is in need of energy and is like putting out there, will somebody give me their energy because I need some help and support because I'm really low and then you stand next to them and you have a belief of like, I'm here to help people. I'm here to, you know, help out humanity. What do you need? I'll help you. Well, unconsciously, you both have just done a give and take where you've given your energy and they've taken your energy. <laughs> and it's from some sort of pattern programming belief system that's running in each of you that then... Once you connected and lined up next to each other, it completely happened in an unconscious way. That is why in terms of doing mindfulness work or realization work and seeing what's really happening in your human experience from a space of curiosity, like what's really happening here? Okay, um, number eight. If you feel like you've become ungrounded and you have then just become a sponge for other people's energies, go to the bathroom and run water over your hands. Water cleanses and supports regrounding and realigning. Um, if you're at home, I would say take a shower or an Epsom salt bath. 
If you're near the ocean, go to the ocean, put your feet in the water. Salt water is extremely cleansing and regrounding and can really support you. Okay, um, number nine. Number nine is, so from a space of love and joy, shielding yourself, not out of a space of fear, out of a space of love and joy in terms of maintaining your energetic boundaries out of a space of love and joy for self and also for community. So shield yourself is a handy tool. And what you can do is you can imagine a bubble of white light or light of any color you feel imparts protection empowerment for the highest good for yourself. And you can imagine this bubble of white light or any color surrounding your entire body. You can even, if it helps, to imagine it as this white light eggshell. And if you do practice Reiki, you can imagine the white light infused with Reiki energy healing in this eggshell. Think of it as a shield of love that can support, protect, block, repel out any non-beneficial energies and allow what is for your highest good. So for instance, say your coworker is about to get really upset about something your boss or manager has said or done. And you've worked with this colleague for a while now. And so you can see the signs and you don't wish that this person's anger penetrate to you and imprint into your energy field. So immediately you use this tool. You picture a white light bubble all around you and you activate it and engage your shield for your highest good. You intend that it is a fail-safe barrier around you that deactivates anger, any other negative energy, and not allow it to get to you for your highest good. And you allow yourself to shift into your heart space. And when you're shifting into your heart space, you allow yourself to shift to the compassion energy, which is, again, a higher level energy. And allowing yourself that you can stay grounded no matter the chaos around you because it is bouncing off of you. It's deflecting off of your shield. Shielding is a beneficial technique aimed at supporting you to recognize the energies in a situation. Being mindful to self-love by self-caring for your energy field while also being able to stay grounded, aligned, and be present while in compassion energy as your coworker shares. Because remember, we are, you can potentially be in a community, in a shared space. So in this way, you aren't repressing your feelings and also you aren't permitting harm to come into your energy field and 
you're able to show up in a mindful, compassionate way for your coworker as they may have done for you in the past. So shielding is a super handy tool. Okay, number 10, meditate. Meditation really strengthens your inner bond and supports you in holding your center in any situation. I suggest a daily practice of meditation. Doing so helps you get into the habit really of connecting even deeper with yourself to really then understand like what is mine, what is someone else's. Okay, so boundary setting like anything else does get easier with practice and yeah, so meaning it's not a skill that you may perfect overnight. Chances are you might be really great at it in some situations. Chances are you're good at maintaining your boundaries in some situation and then with some people and with others while other times it can be a work in progress. You know, sometimes, um, some days it's like, wow, I have just done an amazing job. Other days, I don't know if there's five different things I'm going to, maybe three out of five, I did an amazing job and that's okay. You know, I mean, it's just using different tools and then assessing and then understanding that you can always clear and re-up your boundaries and also shift yourself to a higher vibrational frequency because you're learning to master your energy. And so for me, I just become more and more curious, like, oh, that's interesting, huh? And I become more excited about how I'm learning. So, and I will say also for me, once I became attuned to Reiki, my life was made way easier. Yet I still do at times you use a version of all these tools when needed. I like having a belt full of optional tools to help me navigate the world in a more beneficial way. So I encourage all of you too to really think about it. You know, you have this tool belt and to just imagine all these different tools on your tool belt and using discernment of when you should use what tool and looking at it as like, I look at it as almost like, you know, oh, this is interesting. This is fun. This is curious. Like, you know, what's happening here? And, and I allow myself to have, to really lean into the curiosity and it becomes in some ways more enjoyable to then choose which tool I need when, and then also allowing myself stay in the energy of compassion for myself and others as well. Okay, so that is it for today. Um, remember everyone that everyone has the ability to connect into their self healer. Activating is key. Learning how to shift from low vibrational frequencies to higher is a process to learn, grow, and master. So be patient with yourself as you discover the ability to do so. And I do encourage you to begin to master to be a master of your light, to become the master of managing your energy, become the healer of your own life. Thank you for joining me today. And please, re please remember there's nothing more important than your health and well-being. So take care to love yourself while navigating this new terrain. 
Regularly assess how you're feeling, tune in with yourself, and ask what you need to support yourself. And if you can, meditate regularly. If you're interested in further accelerating and tuning, activating your inner healer, consider going through Reiki 1, Reiki 2, or becoming a Reiki master. Reiki as an everyday tool has been life-changing for me and so many others. My next classes are on my website, inspiringyou.co. And if you're interested in booking a Reiki or Dossing Energy Healing session, one-on-one session, you can do so via my website. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at inspiringyou.co. And here is my disclaimer. Energy healing is a complementary practice. It supports the body's natural ability to heal itself and complements and supports standard medical treatments. All services are for educational and self-improvement purposes, not for the diagnosis or treatment of any mental, behavioral, or physical ailment. These practices are not a substitute for standard medical care. Consult with your health practitioner if you have a medical condition. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining in. And please, if you can do so, wherever you listen to podcasts, please follow me. And also, if you want to leave a review, we would love it. And yes, thank you so much. Much love, light, and Reiki blessings to everyone. Have a beautiful day.